Welcome back to my show, Into the Light, my show on YouTube and as a podcast. And today is another fantastic day for a great interview. I've got Brittany Young, who is all about bubbles, about fun, about light, about it's just she, this woman has decided to live her life authentically to the max. And that is what she teaches, especially women nowadays. So I'm very excited to have her on my show so we can actually explore and learn learn from her. What makes you take Brittany? And, and what, what can you teach us to live our life a little bit more with fun and a little mm -hmm. bit less people-pleasing? So welcome yeah. to my show, Brittany. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here and mm -hmm. very grateful and honored that <laughs> we are connecting today. Absolutely. And it is, it's beautiful that we can, isn't it? So yes. we've, we found ourselves in, in, in some uh, discussion forum, an internet forum, and I uh, came across and I thought, this is such a beautiful message. I need to have this woman on my show. There's no way around it. But I mean, we, we all don't just, you know, wake up one day and say, I want to be that new person. You are not, <laughs> you're not eight years old and say, mommy, I thought about it. I'm going to be bubbly and I'm going to have fun and I will not please anyone who doesn't deserve it. Uh, <laughs> so how do you come to that message? What is your own story? Oh boy, where do we begin? Where would you like me to begin? <laughs> the truth and nothing but the truth. truth. <laughs> okay. Well, I am in recovery of drugs and alcohol now for seven years, eight months, and a couple of days. Woo! Um, super blessed and humbled and honored to still be walking this earth. Mm -hmm. And so to rewind back at the beginning of that journey, um, I started really drinking and drugging around 17. And um, it got kickstarted, if you will, um, because I was sexually assaulted and I was very afraid to come out and speak that into existence. That led to a very high tolerance of pain and a very high tolerance of alcohol. So from the ages of 17 and 18, I really started to gain my confidence in drinking rather than anything else. I had wonderful grades. I, I busted my butt in school. Um, I, you know, went to college, very high functioning alcoholic there, very high functioning student and basketball player, walked on to the basketball team at my university. And when I first arrived at the school, the athletic director pulled me into his office and said, listen, kid, I've got a bet going. I don't think you're going to make it past the first semester because I can already tell you have some problems. Prove me wrong. And I left that office feeling very defeated, but also extremely determined. And after that conversation, you know, I graduated with, I think it was a three, seven, um, went from a two, seven to a three, seven was one of, eight people in the entire class that graduated with a job and started my career off in pharmaceutical sales and marketing. So I landed this beautiful dream job at the top pharmaceutical company in the world. 
had a beautiful relationship that I was in, or so I thought. And life seemed to be fantastic. It allowed me to purchase my first home at 23 and get engaged secretly. We didn't share that with anybody. We were waiting for him to graduate law school. And then things just hit the fan. Um, The relationship turned sour, became verbally and physically abusive. And my drinking got so bad and out of control that I was having blackouts, anger, um, physical issues with him and other people. And I decided at 23, okay, this is enough. Like I'm done drinking. I can't do this anymore. And this relationship is over. Fast forward three months into being 23, girlfriend said, let's have a glass of wine. Well, not knowing that I had an issue or secretly knowing that I did, I said, okay, one glass, one glass led to one bottle, one bottle led to God knows what, I still have no idea, that led to four more years of drinking and other substances. And at 27, I hit rock bottom to the point where that rock bottom bounced me back into reality. I had lost all friends, all family, including uh, my mom and dad, who no longer wanted to have anything to do with me, my sister, who completely cut me off, and friends that were staging an intervention. And I was at the back door screaming, waiting for somebody to unlock it so I could run away. And I really hit bottom one day as I was sitting at the bar and I thought, okay, what is my life? What am I doing? And I got this tap on the shoulder from a higher power, source, God, however you want to call it. And that voice said, you need to come home. It's time for you to knock this off and come home. So I called my dad of all people and I said, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to stop drinking and turn my life around. Now, mind you, I'm sitting at a bar and I'm having a pint and I'm watching American football. And he says, well, why don't you do what I did and just stop? Just quit. I don't understand why this is so hard for you. Just quit, just stop. And he was screaming at the other end on the phone. And then he hung up on me. So I finished that pint, got another, drove home and got into my bed and just broke down. And I was in a puddle of tears and I felt as if I was very alone, very isolated, very confused on what the next steps were. And there was that voice again. I've asked you, Now twice, come home, come home to me, come home to me, please. So I got out of bed, I got down on my hands and knees. I hadn't done that since probably the age of 14 when my great aunt used to make me get down and pray the rosary on my uh, hands and knees with her at her bedside. So I started praying and I started asking this power to release this addiction, release this powerful hold that was overcome of my body, mental craving, physical craving, and emotional issues that I was suffering from. 
And that was the beginning of my awakening. So it was September 18th of 2013 was when I put my last drink down. And instead of going to a rehab facility or deciding to um, use other methods, I joined a CrossFit gym. So I, I walked into a gym one day, they had a free workout, I signed up for it. And I walked in very casually, everyone was looking at me, who's this person? And I very loudly said, hello, my name is Brittany and I'm an alcoholic and I'm here to do a workout. And everyone turns their heads and goes, okay, this person's wackadoodle. Like, where are you coming from? You're coming off the street. Well, it's as if the people parted ways and there was this man sitting at the desk and he stands up and he says, hi, my name is Tim and I'm your instructor for your workout today. And I just want to let you know that I have five years of sobriety under my belt. Welcome. And it was in that moment I realized I'm, I'm home. I'm home and God brought me to my knees for a reason. And I'm here to, to start this journey. And um, that's when it all began. Wow. <laughs> wow, I've got goosebumps. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, okay. yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But it only shows that I, I, I use an AA term and an AA meeting is when two people that are willing to stop drinking are coming together. And you found in the most unlikely places. Yes. You found someone. But that is just the fact. This is so, it's so beautiful what you have just described because there are so many of us out there so many of us who have had the pain, who have had the trauma, who have had it all. We were drinking like fishes and then we stopped and we stopped. You had a, a beautiful way. You had this, this, this divine intervention and is, I'm so pleased for you. Many others need to hit rock bottom and they, they have real interventions, maybe a rehab, maybe, maybe other ways. One way or the other, we come across a bunch of people who are living their life to the fullest. And we suddenly realize, hey, hang on, they have been where I have been. And now here I am in my first CrossFit class. You probably couldn't walk after the 45 minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> exactly, exactly, because as alcoholics, you know, we are very careful to avoid exercise. You spill the wine, okay? You, you can't <laughs> move fast. So therefore, that's the reality. And here you go, into a CrossFit. <laughs> well, I mean, I was an expensive drinker. I was a uh, high-end whiskey drinker uh -huh. and with, you know, no, no Coke. No Diet Coke. It was just straight <laughs> from the bottle um, and high-end beers, yeah. you know, those, yeah. those crazy IPAs that they create. But yeah, I mean, the first class, I can vividly remember how I felt. And over the course of those first 90 days, you know, as if somebody were going into a rehab, but mine was in the gym. And I don't recommend my way of how I got sober to many people because it's almost milita militaristic of, of doing things, of 
allowing somebody to beat you up and support you at the same time. It's very bizarre, but it's what my soul needed. So that first class, yeah, I, the next day I could not move, but I signed up anyway, because I knew that this place was going to change my entire life. It allowed me to gain my confidence back, my self-esteem. I got back into dating. I got back into friendships with, with women that I were afraid of that I never thought would be friendly with me. I, I, I had a lot of anger and a lot of resentment towards myself. And I was projecting that onto a lot of other people. And so that anger and resentment that I was holding, I took it out on the barbell. I took it out on the, on the weights. I took it out on the pull-up bar. And, you know, three months later, I was lifting over a hundred pounds, you know, six months later, I was lifting over 200 pounds. So as the weight gained, the confidence did as well. The people around me became soft and loving and open. I was getting invited to christenings, to birthdays, to weddings, to um, people's bar mitzvahs children, their children's bar mitzvahs. It was such an enlightening part of my journey. And I spent two and a half years at this gym before I got that tap on the shoulder again to say, okay, it's time to move. It's time to literally move across the country and, and go and find your forever home. And I'm originally from Philadelphia, which is located in Pennsylvania. And I was working, like I said, in pharmaceuticals. Well, that job I got fired from at 25 and sent me into a complete spiral. After that happened, I took a temporary job at another company for a couple of months. And I met this beautiful woman there who said, you need to come work for my company you have the drive, you have the sales background, you have the acumen that we're looking for. What do you think? I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. I'll interview for the position and see what happens. Got the job on the spot, started the next two weeks and I hit the ground running. And within that company, I was able to take my portfolio, the sales that they gave me, started out with 100 customers, boosted it to about 450, grew my sales territory by 2.6 million within a year and a half of sales. And then I got recruited for another position. And in the meantime, I'm, I'm getting sober at this point. So this next job was a relocation, either to Texas or California. And I went into the interview with a ton of confidence because I was in great shape, because I was feeling myself. And they said, okay, we are looking to move you to Los Angeles. And I paused and I said, no. My prior life up until this point, I would have said, hell yes, I'm doing this, let's go. But everything in my body stopped in that moment and said, we're not going to Los Angeles. We're not going to California. Los Angeles is not for us. How about Texas? 
And they said, okay, well, you know, it is the oil capital of the world. Why not Texas? So you're going to move to Dallas. And I said, I'm moving to Austin. And every person in the room looked at me as if I had five heads. They started laughing. They said, what's in Austin? And I said, the recovery community. And none of those people knew my story or my background. So the laughter ceased. They, they said, what do you mean the recovery community? Started sharing my story. They said, Brittany, you need to take this job. You have to. Do you realize how important and vital you are to this company? We, we need you to start spreading not only your personal message, but this needs to be almost a platform for you to start telling people your story. And oh, by the way, we're gonna move you to Austin. So I had two weeks to figure out how to rent my house, how to pack up my house, how to move to Austin. <laughs> and that same day that I got the job, somebody called me and said, I'll take your home, I'll rent it. So all within one day. Moved here in 2015, and that job allowed me to travel basically the entire United States, Canada, Mexico. It gave me the opportunity to really see some beautiful parts of this world, and the money was fantastic. And in 17, in the beginning of 2017, the, the oil and gas industry was not doing so hot in 16. And then in 17, it just kind of started to collapse and, you know, money per barrel just wasn't there. Plus the election and all the other things. So fast forward to that, they decided to sell off their assets, including their sales team. And so I got a phone call one day and they said, hey, nice knowing you. We'll be, you know, picking up your computer. We'll be flying down to pick up your company car. Good luck. See you later. I cried for like maybe five minutes and I thought, I've been here before. Now I'm sober. Now I'm on the other side of this. What's next, higher power? What do you got for me? And that weekend, I took my personal training certification, got certified. Within the first month of starting my personal training business, I had 20 clients. So I was full. I was ready to go. I was in it to win it. And then as I'm in this process of, of training people, it evolved. It started to transform on its own, started to work with people in recovery. And as they're entering their sobriety journey, I took them through CrossFit workouts on an individual basis and in groups. And I got to tell you, people were loving it. People were dying to get to the gym, they were, you know, they were there early, they were ready for the workouts, they were sore. I, and I would tell them, here's my journey. This is what I went through and, and you're going through it yourself. And so I'm here to support you. But that tap came again. 
okay, it's time to move. It's time to move. It's time to move. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I thought, what could I possibly do next? And they said, speaking, speaking, coaching. But when you're coaching, it's going to be business coaching. And you're going to work with higher functioning alcoholics and addicts like yourself who don't even know that they're in addiction. And you're going to go around and you're going to start sharing your story on different platforms, different stages. Um, and you're going to start traveling for speaking. So I ran with that, got introduced to a couple here in Austin that run a speaking and coaching certification program, took that, hit the ground running, became a business coach, was working with high-functioning addicts and alcoholics who didn't know that they had an issue, and did that for a couple years. Met a dating coach. She helped me find my forever. He and I got married in October of 2019. Two days before the wedding, we found out we were pregnant. <laughs> Had a baby girl during COVID in, in June of 2020. She's now 10 and a half months old. And my business evolved again into spiritual healing and consulting. And I focus in on helping CEOs move from their heads to their hearts while playing and being in their full pleasure. And I can honestly say, this is my forever home. Austin, Texas, my business, my husband, my child, that's it. <laughs> With your track record, I somehow doubt that. <laughs> because <laughs> I somehow doubt it. Because you're listening to your gut. You're listening to the messages that the universe or God or whoever is out there is sending you. And uh, you, you seem to be a woman who is able to thrive in crisis by listening to these voices and then adapt. And we don't know what is around the corner. Let's mm -hmm. be clear about that. What you have described is such a beautiful journey. Wow, absolutely wow. And uh, But it is so, so important because each and every of these changes is completely transforming, life-changing. And you and I, had we been fired, had we been uh, let down by someone, what would we have done? That bottle of whiskey would have had no chance. Okay, that would be empty within half an hour. And Probably. for me, it was it was vodka for me. Um, but you know, hey, who is splitting hairs here? It is bottom line. Is it is we were once upon a time completely retarded in our minds, in our coping mechanisms, etc. And here you are now and say, okay, cool, oil industry no longer my thing. Cool. What now? Okay, I dropped my income by, I don't know, three, four zeros and mm -hmm. just jump head first. Why don't we do some coaching? And you think, what the heck? You know, it, it, that scares <laughs> me right now, just thinking about that. But here you are, you did it and you landed on your feet, not just on your feet. You, you, you didn't just get 
bruised and dusted yourself off. No, you actually, from the word go, saw it as a as a positive challenge, as something that was meant to be. And this is, I mean, how much better can you look at adversity than what you have just done in your in the last seven years? Wow. Wow, that's mind-blowing, girl. And I'm I'm a bit envious. I have not touched by something like that, by a power out there. So therefore, I'm making it up the hard way. And I, I need to do it with micro habits. I need to mm. do it by being very careful every day that I put the work in to love myself, to, to surround myself with, with people like you this morning. You're making my day. I mean, <laughs> I, in an hour, I'm going to be at work and, and seeing millions of patients. And, but I'm going to walk in there with a big smile on my face because of you. And that is cool. That is the, the fact that I've surrounded myself in this case with you. Um, and I'm seeking out those people that enrich my life. Mm -hmm. And this is all a very active thing whilst you are driven by a force that is bigger than you. And for that, as I said, for that, I envy you. It is, it is, <laughs> uh, there are many, many patients, many patients, many, many people I meet who have found God and mm -hmm. who are so beautifully determined. My wife mm -hmm. is one of them. She is, she found God a few years ago and, and she gets so much joy and strength from her religion. It's it's a bit it's it's weird to use a negative term. At the same token, it's so beautiful to see her coming back from her church and being a completely oh, at peace, serene, etc. So, but then again, your church was not church. Your church was the gym. So <laughs> exactly. So you <laughs> you never know where you find your calling and where you find your destiny. Uh, it is, I think, the key message here is be open to to the messages that the universe wants to send you. Well, not to quote Gabrielle Bernstein, but she will often say, "The universe has your back." So I'm a full believer in, in the fact that there is this higher power out there that does have your back when you are willing and able and ready, mm. period. Do you, you distinguish Do you distinguish between um, a, uh, a power out there, the, the universe versus God? Both, no. both, both things have, so, okay, cool. So you're able to, to merge these kind of things, these concepts. There's Correct. no conflict of interest there. Right. It's just, there's many terms. I often, when I'm working with someone, I refer to the power of love mm. rather than say God or source or light because love is universal mm. and love is unconditional. And it makes a ton of sense to a high functioning woman when she hears the word love coming into her space rather than me pounding uh, a quote unquote religion that somebody may or may not agree with. Because if I'm talking to 
a woman that's never heard the word God before, that can be very scary. But love can also be scary. However, it's more that logical, analytical side of the woman that goes, yeah, mm -hmm, got it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it that you can do that. And it is, that is the modern way of, of using these terms, I think in the correct way. Um, when the AA wrote their, their, their statements and their books and their commandments uh, in the 1930s, they used God, but they actually said that a God of your understanding. And that's really, really nice if you look at it from that angle. It doesn't mean that God, Christian God. Right. It could be Allah or it could be a Hindu God or it could be any kind of other religion or completely unreligious and, and, and uh, um, things think a god could be a group of orderly drunks or a group of druggies so ultimately it is a higher power it is those people that have been there done that and are now seeking to better themselves and have got a great life it's that power it's that 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 positivity out there in life that can change you mm-hmm. and that can be infectious and that's beautiful i mean the sheer fact that this guy i loved it how you said it like the sea parted and there was this guy sitting on the on the desk and saying oh welcome i'm your trainer and i'm five years sober ah, ah <laughs> you want to hear that so much more and you see i i i the, the same thing happens often with me at work Today, I will do a clinic as an anesthetist. Mostly I'm in theater, but today I will see patients before the operations. And I can guarantee you there will be at least one who will sheepishly admit to that he uh, has been drinking heavily and maybe is now sober or or still maybe drinking a bit. And we're going to have this beautiful, honest discussion mm-hmm. when I say, you look, man, yeah, I've been there. It's now nearly 70 years for me and... You know, that's how I went. And wow, suddenly there is this bond there uh, right. from a, a doctor-patient relationship that is, tr- no, that the bond is transcending that relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's it's most beautiful. It's powerful. It's like a like a secret handshake of something. Yeah. Weird, <laughs> isn't it? It is, but it means, yeah, I know where you've been, brother. I know where you've been, sister. You, you, okay, you don't need to, to keep the mask up. Um, I've been there. I know it. And that is the same power that you now have and that you now share. You're, you're the shining light. You're, you're the, the, the torch in the darkness where people which are helpless and hopeless as, as you have been, you become the conduit for that power to actually provide hope. And that is beautiful. That is ah, gorgeous. Thank you. That's exactly how I describe myself is the channel or conduit Mm. of the power to be. Mm. And I allow myself and open up myself to, to just listen and for what the message is so that I can directly communicate it back to others Mm. because it's not me talking. It's not me. It's me doing the physical work but I'm not the true voice in the body. Hmm. Wow. 
May I ask you, if you had the power to go back in time to your younger self, what would you tell your younger self? Is there a message that you would send back to the 17-year-old that has the first time gone through a life-shattering experience? You have no idea what's coming. You have no idea. And to be patient. And this journey that you're on is, is one of reorder, restructure, and it's okay to pause. And it's okay to trust. And the more that you're leaning in on that trust, the more that you deepen that surrender within, you can start to fully accept who you are, how you show up, how you're in your being rather than always hustling and doing and going. And to give yourself grace and compassion as you're going through the process. <laughs> Beautiful. That is such an important thing to show up, to just show up. You don't always have to be your best. You don't always have to strive for the, the 4.0 in, in, in school or at a, you have to be the best of your friends in appearance, etc. Stuff it, just show up and give your best and you will be amazed what you can achieve. Mm -hmm. That's exactly such a true thing. Just sometimes, I remember a while ago, three, four months ago, I was so not in a mood to go to a competition. I was so, the slightest excuse, I would have stayed at home. But I forced myself to show up and I shot the best, the best groupings, the best score in my life. And I thought, okay, hang on. This is, this is a message here. Just show up. <laughs> doesn't matter beat the, the inner schweinehund as i call him uh the, the guy who wants to procrastinate and says nah come on I just, okay, look you look there's a there, oh, it's not so nice out there let's let's not go and no it is so much to be gained by just showing up and mm -hmm. being you and being the real you finding out what the real you actually is that's uh, right oh your message is gorgeous there <laughs> So it's wonderful that you that you help all these people. How do those people find you? <laughs> I mean, from this show, right? And then I'm I'm very active on social media. I'm very active on Facebook, Instagram. And I was blessed with a vision a couple months ago to put together a summit. And the message was, you're going to run a summit and there will be 5,000 people that attend and you're going to have a team and the whole thing. So the summit is called the Divine Self. It is launching June 21st through the 25th. We have 20 speakers from around the world and tickets go on sale the beginning of June. And we're, I'm, I'm just like over the moon about this because... Again, it didn't come from me. And I have a I have board members, I have people behind the scenes working with me, um, putting this together. And it just feels so good in my body to deliver this to the world and beautiful and to be able to lead this, um, especially where we're at right now mm. in time. So yeah. Beautiful. Now 
the links to that summit are down there, guys. Look into the description of the talk uh, on YouTube as well as in your podcast. And uh, what are your social media handles? How can people find you? Sure. So y'all can find me, Brittany Young, on Facebook, and then Brittany M, as in Mary Young, on Instagram. I run a Facebook group called Soul Awakening, Energy Healing Manifestation, and that's all about um, really coming into one's own power and releasing any expectations and control that you might still be holding on to. Um, And I wanted to share with you personally that the most beautiful and profound book that I have ever read is The Adult Children of Alcoholics. And I just so happened to have it sitting at my desk, (laughs) this big giant red Bible (laughs) that looks like this. Uh And AA was very special to my heart, but this really opened me up to the self-love journey. And I keep it here because I continue to flip through it every once in a while. If I'm having one of those moments that may or may not feel, oh, I'm, I'm in my happy today. Okay, well, why am I not in my happy? Where do I need to go yeah. in order to get back to that safe, happy place? And then I'll flip to a page, unbeknownst to me, the book just opens on its own. And it'll share what it needs to share. And so it's a beautiful book to dive into as a uh, addition to AA. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, And we need these kind of things. We need these kind of of reminders, these kind of catalysts of thoughts. Because if we ask the right question and if we, we are open to the right input suddenly that input snowballs it's a little Mm -hmm. snowball that becomes an avalanche and if you just let the messages sink in then this is this can be so powerful yeah and indeed i hope i really really hope that same applies to you guys now that is my steps to sobriety which is no longer available in that form because I've taken it off the market, because we are just about to relaunch, uh, not my steps to sobriety, but steps to sobriety. And steps to sobriety is a rewrite of this, a kind of version 2.0, and that is coming out in May. So I look forward to that space. And uh, it's an amazing book where I discuss the my journey with alcohol, uh, but it is not it is not a memoir, it is basically, what does alcohol really do to us as people, as a society? Then we go into the 12 steps, but not really in the classical meaning, but rather in the sense of a, of a failed business. If, if you know, someone has got a, a, a business, let's say a friend of you is uh, into restaurants and you're a restaurateur and your restaurant is great and his is not so great and he says, bloody hell can we just have a coffee can we just figure out what's why are you so good and and me not and and you would go there and basically have a have a look around and then you figure out ways forward and then 
you think, huh, okay, now we have improved now, then he might actually get in touch with his customers and say, hey, look, we've got a new menu and sorry, we have not been so on the, on the button. So therefore, if you come back to us, get 30% off your first meal, things like that. And then he's doing a quality assurance program. He remains cool. And then he's so good in, in, in resuscitating his, his business that he actually says, shit, I'm doing a Facebook group or I bring up other people together and, and we are, we are, I help other uh, restaurants that are in trouble. Mm. Well, that's a logical kind of thing in business, but what happened left, right and center. It's exactly the 12 steps that I've just described. So in my book, we're going to go through that. But then once the 12 steps are finished, then what? Because challenges will continue to arise. Challenges will continue to hit you left, right and center. So the last part of the book is actually that we go through, through some ideas how you would deal with the challenges from depression to anxiety to PTSD to criticism to toxic relationships, money problems, all those kind of things that inevitably will hit your life. So right. that is all in there and more. Steps to sobriety coming out in May 2021. And I'm dead excited for the relaunch. So sorry, Brittany, I'm hijacking here <laughs> your, your interview, but I'm so excited because it's finally coming out. Uh, it has gone through so many revisions and so many, many things. And uh, Dawn Bates, my publisher, she is all, we're all getting very excited here. So good news and it's beautiful. Because what both Brittany and I want to do is we want you guys out there to live your life to the fullest. And whatever way you need to hear that message, we want to be able to give you that message. There, is, there are some people who run a mile when they hear something about God. Cool. We are, we are not, it's, there is a, there's power out there. We, we too believe in that. Is that a God? I have no idea, but there's something bigger than me out there. And so why not just accept it for a moment and accept that that bigger might lead you away from you looking for answers in a bottle or trying to numb yourself by injecting something or taking pills or gambling or having sex with everything that moves, whatever you use to stop feeling the pain and trying to somehow get that feeling of, of love that is so hard to come by. I found it that I was not successful with the bottle. I'm very successful now. And Brittany, look at her. Look at the sparkle in this woman's eyes. Okay, this is just, that story gave me goosebumps and that they're still there actually, yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, so this is, this, there is something to be said about that. So guys, why don't you join us? Why don't you come, come onto, onto our wild ride called A Loving Authentic Life? And it is challenging, it is cool, it is, it is something that I don't want to miss. I don't want to die because I've got such a great time. I've got such a powerful beautiful new day coming every day. I, I don't want to be asleep. I certainly don't want to stop living that life. And guys, I want, I want you to come to the same place. 
I want you to come to that authentic place where you are you, where you can live, love, laugh about yourself, all these kind of things which we are not able to do when we're when we're bloody addicts and when we're at the depth of our uh, of our negative emotions. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I've had near-death experiences. I've been there from car crashes to almost, you know, when I was giving birth. Um, that felt like a near-death experience where I was losing blood and fluids and all the things. And they kept saying, you know, stay with me, stay with me. So, and it's not my first go around here either. And it's not yours. And when we're given that second, third, 15th chance, (laughs) at what point do you decide to take the stick up out of your ass and say, okay, I get it. You can choose to walk around with that. That's perfectly fine. I'm look, I was a part of stick up ass anonymous for a very long time, but. So true. Oh, I know it all better. I know it better. Right. Hey, hey, come on. I'm a doctor. I know it really all better. Yeah. Right. Do you do? Yeah. yeah right. Okay. So no, you're so right. <laughs> Brittany. I'm so grateful. It was a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for for sharing your passion, your love, your authenticity. Um, I couldn't have asked for a lovelier interview this morning. Thank you. And you guys out there, make the most out of your life. Take right now a small decision. Choose one, just one single decision. Maybe rehydrate with a glass of water or or make a point of eating something healthy or meeting a point, making a point of eating something at all. You know, it is, it is, you control your life. You are in control. Maybe not as much as if you want at the moment, but you can make little steps and they're all yours. And who knows, you might find a gym in your area, which gives you a similar experience, or you might find a church, or you might, might buy my book, or you might, whatever you do, take an action. Take an action, see what works. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't work, great. You found out what doesn't work. So move on. Use the next step. Get, <laughs> live your life. You guys out there, I, I sent you all a huge hug. Stay strong. You can do it. If, if Brittany and I can get our shit together, you guys can for sure do that. Rest assured. Bye. Bye.